Welcome to episode 72 of the Babes Talking Business podcast. Oh my gosh, we are so excited to bring you today's guest, Gina DeVee. Oh my goodness, one of our favorite, favorite authors. We both just finished reading Gina's book, The Audacity to Be Queen, and couldn't help but reach out to her to have her on the show to share her with our audience because you guys are going to love absolutely everything that Gina is about, and we are totally obsessed with her wisdom and her book. So, Gina's journey, if you don't know of her, she's gone from struggling psychotherapist who was living at home with her parents to globe-trotting entrepreneur who has a multi-million dollar women's empowerment company called Divine Living. Divine Living is for the person who's excited about impacting the world, craving a spiritual connection, dares to be visible, and desires to fulfill their life's purpose. Gina is an author, a speaker, a podcast host, and an incredible success coach. She has dedicated her career to helping clients connect spiritually, start businesses, create wealth, and live life to the fullest. Gina's mission is to uplift entrepreneurs through inspiring content, bold business trainings, and life-changing events. And we talk about so many incredible subjects, in particular that she talks about in her book, like embracing your feminine and stepping out of comparisonitis. We talk about money shaming. We talk about the journey of queenhood and stepping from princess into queen and so many other fantastic topics that you will love. So make sure you share this with whoever you know will resonate with it and make sure you listen to the end because she gifts not only an incredible opportunity to be in her community for free, but make sure you check out the show notes as well because we have also got some extra goodies for you in there from Gina. So without further ado, here is Gina DeVee. What if we could show you how to create an additional income stream that feels inspiring to you and leverages not only of your passions, but your zone of genius? Head over to babesinbusiness.net forward slash side hustle to download our free side hustle guide, a 40 page guide where we help you not only come up with your business idea, but help you set your rate, find your potential customers, help make your first few sales, come up with your point of difference, and ensure you have a profitable business that you can scale to create a life and career by design. Babes Talking Business, our podcast, is the sister brand to Babes in Business. It's our passion project geared towards female entrepreneurs, professional women, side hustlers, those with a day job and those full-time mamas striving to build their empire on the side, whether it's a traditional or non-traditional business, investments, startup, companies, or online social media influence. Our podcast is a safe place where women can be vulnerable, honest, and tune in to be educated and supported to learn about the ins and outs of business, the highs and lows, and feel comfortable to talk about finances and multiple streams of income, along with the lingo that often comes with it that intimidates and prevents a lot of us women from approaching these subjects altogether. We not only mentor and encourage fellow entrepreneurs tuning in to build their own successful businesses, but teach them how to build confidence in themselves, reconnect with their why, let go of jealousy, and ultimately learn the power in connection because at the end of the day, that is what life and business is all about. This is a no BS podcast where we are committed to showing you what really happens behind the scenes of businesses' pretty highlight reels. So you can be reassured you are not the only one in the trenches and we can hopefully 
empower you with ideas on how to run your life and business in a way that feels energizing, inspiring, and authentic to you and your mission. We are your hosts. I'm Shani Thompson, and one of my biggest passions and missions in life is to revolutionize the way that women create abundance, to show you you can really have it all and create your next level, wildest dreams whilst being in a total state of ease and flow. I'm a blogger, a coach, and mentor to thousands of women around the world, a professional network marketer, a course creator, and above all, I'm just your everyday girl next door. And I am Lauren Kerr. I'm a published author, life and mindset coach, and professional network marketer. When I was studying my psychology degree, I stumbled across the term life above zero, which became my personal and professional mission to inspire others to create a life that they love instead of just settling for mediocrity and just doing what society expects you to do. I love helping women find clarity and fulfillment in their lives, relationships, and careers. So... On that note, let's talk business. Welcome to episode 72 of the Babes Talking Business podcast. Oh my gosh, we are so excited to bring you today's guest, Gina DeVee. Oh my goodness, one of our favorite, favorite authors. We both just finished reading Gina's book, The Audacity to Be Queen, and couldn't help but reach out to her to have her on the show to share her with our audience because you guys are going to love absolutely everything that Gina is about, and we are totally obsessed with her wisdom and her book. So Gina's journey, if you don't know of her, she's gone from struggling psychotherapist who was living at home with her parents to globe-trotting entrepreneur who has a multi-million dollar women's empowerment company called Divine Living. Divine Living is for the person who's excited about impacting the world, craving a spiritual connection, dares to be visible and desires to fulfill their life's purpose. Gina is an author, a speaker, a podcast host and an incredible success coach. She has dedicated her career to helping clients connect spiritually, start businesses, create wealth and live life to the fullest. Gina's mission is to uplift entrepreneurs through inspiring content, bold business trainings, and life-changing events. And we talk about so many incredible subjects, in particular that she talks about in her book, like embracing your feminine and stepping out of comparisonitis. We talk about money shaming. We talk about the journey of queenhood and stepping from princess into queen and so many other fantastic topics that you will love. So make sure you share this with whoever you know will resonate with it and make sure you listen to the end because she gifts not only an incredible opportunity to be in her community for free, but make sure you check out the show notes as well because we have also got some extra goodies for you in there from Gina. So without further ado, here is Gina DeVee. All righty, Gina DeVee, we have you today on the show. We are so excited to be chatting to you. I have to tell you, so Loz actually introduced you to me. She read your book and she was like, Shan, you're going to absolutely love this book. I still have it right here and I don't want to part with it. And I'm thinking I might just have to buy my own copy because it is such an incredible book, Audacity to be Queen. Tell us a little bit about where did the inspiration for this come from and and just everything that's come out of it? Where, Where did it channel 
from. Oh, yes. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me and for passing the book along. The inspiration for the book, I think if anybody has actually written a book and if you allow yourself to be divinely guided, you will realize like the book has a voice in and of itself. This is nothing of what I thought my first book would be like. I'm not a biological mother, but I feel like it must be like women and they think that their kid is going to look like this and be like that. And then it like comes out the opposite. Um, That's how my book came out. I, you know, Marianne Williamson has been my mentor and friend for, you know, two decades. And I was going to write a very sophisticated, elegant book that, you know, I don't know, had a serious tone to it. And this came out. So if you've read it, it's, it's substantive, but not serious people. And I think the voice just wanted, like, I'm glad that I let it be what it wanted to be, because I think the world was craving something fresh and fun and that personal development didn't have to be a sob fest, but it it could also be deep and substantive, but like poke a little bit at it. Cause if we can't laugh at ourselves, like, what are we doing here? So answer your question. I always wanted to put my body of work into a book. So that was the original inspiration that someone wouldn't have to come to a seminar to get my take on things. And then the book just came out as it did. It's amazing because I like to call it a page flipper, you know, a page flipper where you just like cannot, you cannot put it down. You resonate with every single chapter, every single sentence. It's just so, you're right. It's fun. It's hilarious, but you also see so much of your journey and let's call it, you know, your journey to queenhood, as you call it in the book. And I think so many women in different phases of life will be able to, I guess, resonate with a part of that journey, whether they're at the beginning of that journey or right in the thick of it, or they're becoming that queen They're you know, they're going through that metamorphosis and they feel like they're there, they're at the end. So it's such like just props to you, Gina, because it's so beautiful. And we are just so excited to share you with our audience because every single person needs this freaking book in their life. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. It's, you know, I think when you mention these pieces, it's interesting because I, I feel like I'm at all of those places in different areas of my life. Like I'm at the beginning of like some new chapters. I'm like at the end of some other chapters. And so, yes, I think that's very much the woman's conversation right now, especially kind of almost post pandemic. Like we're all kind of living in this world in between worlds where we're reassessing and, you know, holding simultaneous experiences, you know, uh, but at different parts of the journey. Yeah, I think what I really enjoyed, obviously, you you share your own business story throughout the book. So people get to know, I guess, where you've come from. That's where you're sharing from that place of authenticity, navigating those chapters and those things yourself. But you also share so much wisdom um, for other women who are embarking on business. I know a lot of the girls who listen to our podcast are business owners, whether they're independent businesses, they work in network marketing, um, traditional businesses. So I thought it might be cool maybe to start with your own business stories, just people get a little bit of a sense of where you've come from. And then there's so many beautiful topics I'm excited to tease out in your book that I know a lot of girls are in the trenches right now navigating themselves so um maybe yeah start with business what inspired you to get into business and how did that kind of evolve into the multi-million dollar company that you have now divine living so I never planned on starting out in business I for those of you that know my story and then for those of you that don't I started out as a struggling psychotherapist 
And I got a master's degree in clinical psychology because I was lit up and I am lit up about human potential and transformation. What I did not realize is that at least in America, when you become a psychotherapist, you become an entrepreneur. I just thought I was going to get my degree and clients were going to come. And I wasn't working in a hospital setting where I was getting a paycheck and patients would just show up. I was working at a private clinic where I didn't know there was like marketing and I didn't know there was sales involved. And I didn't know that, you know, a client might come once and then never again, or, you know, like, so I didn't know about consistent cash flow. I didn't know branding. I like, if I wanted to go to business school, I would have gone to business school. And so I, as much as I loved helping people, I really hated being broke. And so I figured I had to figure out this money thing. And there, as much as I respect the field immensely of psychology, there's, there were a lot of limitations in the way that I could work with clients also. And I discovered the industry of coaching, which in the United States is the second fastest growing industry outside of technology. And I thought, wow, this is amazing. I can work with human potential and people's individual power and their goals and their dreams and not have the same limitations. And so I switched into life coaching very unbe you know very upsetting my parents very much in the process and yeah kind of never looked back I was gonna say it's just so funny because I resonate with your story so much because that was kind of my journey I studied psychology got my honors degree was working in child protection and um started life coaching doing NLP on the side of that when I started my business and I know a lot of girls who listen to this are health professionals or they're really passionate about health, they work in the healthcare system and they, or they're coaches and they have this hang up on like, I want to help people, but they don't, and they've got this hang up on sales, but it's like to help people, you need to understand sales. Like all sales is an exchange of energy. So kind of pivoting into that coaching space yourself. Did you find that kind of, I don't know, strategic dance and I want to help people, but I've also got to be able to accept money in exchange. <laughs> it was so awkward. It was like, I literally, if I could give it away for free, I would have, because I liked the work of it so much. And I hated the sales conversation so much. And it just got to a place where I didn't have a choice. I was $75,000 in debt. Like if I didn't make a sale, I wasn't going to be able to pay my rent. So it was very much a forced learned skill set, which seems so ridiculous to me today, because if I had the time, there's nothing I'd rather do and like sit on a bunch of sales calls and make a bunch of money and impact a bunch of lives. Cause I've now like worked through all of what I used to think that meant. But what I write about in the book, particularly in chapter three, I talk about the injured feminine instinct and our inability or uncomfortableness around receiving is really the issue. It didn't have anything to do with money. It just, I happen to have a really big money story also. I was uncomfortable receiving a compliment, let alone someone paying for my services or as much as I wanted the attention because I always saw myself as a speaker, I was so uncomfortable having people notice me. And so money was no different. It was, it was just, I was uncomfortable receiving. And, you know, fortunately, the, the struggles that we go through, they really are meant to strengthen us, you know, because if I just like married a rich man and didn't have to work or whatever, I would never have had the opportunity to heal this particular form of receiving that every human has a right to, you know, be well compensated for their good work. And spirit wasn't giving me any bypasses at that time. So 
I remember I would like be so excited. Someone would call me on the phone and they'd be interested in my services. I would sit there and talk to them. And then it would come to that moment where it's like, oh, I gotta, they're going to ask me like, so how much does this cost? And my stomach would go in a knot. My dining room table was my desk. My knee would start bouncing up and down underneath the dining room table. And like, it, I just didn't even want to talk about it. And, and then finally I would like blurt it out, but I would like blurt out half the rate of whatever my rate was that I was making up at the time. And so to give any newer entrepreneurs a bit of advice, the way that I started to get around it, I played two tricks on myself. One was I set up a sales page where the price was on there and it was like too much work for me to go in and edit it. So it's like, I had to say what was on the page so that people would like, that's where they were going to go to pay. It couldn't be like, well, it's a hundred bucks, but for you it can be 50. Cause then I didn't know how to like change the shopping cart link. So that was one structure, like a masculine structure that I set up so that it, that was there. And then the other thing I did was I pretended I was working for someone else. And when it came to the time of like saying, and the services are whatever, like I would pretend that I was working for someone that I really respected and believed in and was like, yep. And the rate is this, and here's where you can go to pay. Like I couldn't like think that it was about for me because it would never have gotten the words out of my mouth. So that's, I had to play some little tricks on myself until I got more comfortable. And then I was like, what am I shunning this out of my life for? This is fun and it's easy and people are excited about it. And they, like, it feels good to pay for something, you know, when you go like buy a dinner or a pair of shoes or a coaching program, like you feel really proud of yourself. So you don't want to deprive people of that experience. Totally. Where do you think that comes from? I, I think there's a part in your book that I really loved the way you explained it, but I'd love for you to tease it out. You spoke about how back in the caveman days, like women were exiled, right? And, you know, like women were burnt at the stake and called a witch and like people, women were shunned and they were told to not shine so bright. And, and they, do you think that's where it stems from? Or is it like, is it generational? Is it just our own BS story we're telling ourselves? Are we learning it from somewhere? Where do you think it comes from? Yes. Well, it comes from a long, long time ago, for sure. It doesn't, it doesn't come from us because it's not our natural state. It's only been conditioned. And when it comes down to it, there's masculine energy and feminine energy within both male and female. And the Western culture is just obsessed and addicted with all things masculine. And when you understand that masculine energy, it's about initiating, controlling, taking action, doing, providing, protecting. So it's all of this giving energy, ultimately, you know, like people think that mothers of young children are in their feminine energy and they're not because they're constantly providing and organizing and protecting. So it's a very masculine energy, actually. And then the feminine energy is about, you know, it's the intuitive, it's the ability to see things not as they are, but as they could be. It's the creative, it's the spiritual, it's the nonlinear. And so like, think about it, like, like every joke is around, oh, what is that woman's intuition? Like it's literally made fun of the feminine where it's like, if you make a decision like, oh, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to start a life coaching business or a health practice, whatever it is. And someone's like, is that practical? Is that logical? Is it really going to happen? Like all the masculine stuff is the default mode. Not like, are you passionate about that? Are you spiritually drawn to that? Or are you like getting like guidance, you know, that you're supposed to do that? And so ultimately masculinity is about giving 
So that's why we women are more comfortable in giving. Easy for us to give praise, give a compliment, give some, like pick up the check and give someone else a free lunch. But receiving a birthday present, receiving someone else picking up the tab, like, like we feel like, like so uncomfortable, like we owe them, like we have to then go and give something else. And so the more that women get comfortable literally receiving all abundance, their good, receiving help, receiving money, receiving their ability to like make a contribution in the world, it's going to make the world a lot better place. Hey guys, it's Shani here. I hope you're loving this episode. I am just popping in here very briefly to share something with you that I think you are going to absolutely love, in particular if you're loving this episode that is full of value and you're thinking, hmm, I need more time to implement all of these things. So in case you guys didn't know, I teach people how to create a more abundant life using the natural rhythms of the moon. Yes, that is right. I help people to moon track, to cultivate happiness, purpose, and clarity in their work life and their general life whilst enjoying being in a highly effective state and in a state of flow. And if you are really vibing with that, I'd love to invite you to download my free moon tracking calendar. It is a calendar that you can save on your smartphone wallpaper so you can see all of the different eight phases of the moon that are coming up in the next 12 months. And you can also have the option to download the wall planner instead if you prefer to frame it or you want to just pop it next to your workspace. And what I love about the planner is A, it's free, but B, it helps you to track the moon. And I teach you through email as well, how to not only harness the different energies of the eight phases of the moon, but also how to use the science behind it so that you really can expand time, in particular, cultivate some wild abundance in your business and in your life. So if that sounds amazing to you, you can download my free moon tracking calendar over on my website. It is in the show notes below. Otherwise, if you'd like to go over to it right now, it is go.shannythompson.com. That's go, G-O dot Shani, C-H-A-N-I, Thompson, T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N.com. And you'll see it there on my homepage. All right, guys, I know you are probably digging this episode, so let's get back to it. I can't wait for you to hear the rest of it. And as you, and love how the chapters kind of build on each other too, because I think it's really beautifully written because you can kind of navigate each chapter as you're navigating life and business yourself. I feel like the really natural flow that you then went on to speak on was money shaming because as you started having your own money and starting to make a little bit more, it's feeling guilty than how you spend it. Are you allowed to go treat yourself? Are you allowed to go buy nice flashy things? What are people going to think of me? Like what was that journey like for you? And I guess what advice or how can you challenge women's perspective who have maybe done the hard work, maybe they've been in the business for three or four years, now they're starting to make some money and they feel bad about it. You know, there's there's so many categories that other people feel that they have a right to tell you what's right for you. And how you make, earn, spend, or invest money just happens to be one of them. You know, like if you make money, you're supposed to put it in a savings account or you're supposed to invest it. And it's supposed to be for a down payment for a house. And it's supposed to be for retirement. Says what dead old white man? Like these are like 
you know, are these your money truths? Is this what God is telling you to do with money? Or is this being spiritually led? Is this even part of your, is owning a home even part of your personal value system? You know, so these are questions that are almost in the culture feel illegal to even ask yourself what your truth is because everyone's just on this automatic default mode. This is right and that is wrong. And if you do this, you're good and smart. And if you do that, you're bad and the other. And I remember my best friend lives in Sydney and she was terrified of how I did my life and business because like she knew me when I was like broke as a joke and then I started making money and I just created my own money rules and I... I value experiences. So I was like traveling a lot and I was really indulging in lifestyle desires and because it, it's like what really fueled me and it was what I was passionate about. And I don't remember how many years into, let me see, it was probably a good four or five years into my business. I was like, so, and I never bought a house because like I loved variety. And so like, I would like move to this location. I would just rent a high-end furnished rental and I'd move to that location. I, like I was having a blast. And I remember when I announced that I bought a house in Santa Barbara, like the floods of email, including from my best friend, she's like, you've finally grown up, Gina. Like, she's like, I can finally relax. You're finally an adult. And I'm like, what? Because I just put this big honking down payment down on a house. And now I got to go and buy all this furniture that I don't even know if I'm going to like in three years or three months. And the property taxes, like how, and, and, and P.S., I like ended up selling the house like a year or two later just because I didn't want to live in Santa Barbara anymore. And I was like, if I would have taken that huge down payment for the house and invested it in my business, I would have made so much more money that I, I like just sort of broke even on the house. You know, it's like, and this is a good thing to do with money because some dead old white man told us we're supposed to buy a house. So I really, you got to have the stomach for it because the public approval is intense or lack thereof. But I've just, I've just wheedled down my family, my friends, my audience at this point, like for all of them that like have a nail biting experience of what's Gina going to do next. As of the time of this recording, I still don't own a house and I'm super happy and I live life on my terms. Um, I do invest my money at this point a lot, but I also spend it the way I want to. So it all comes down to self-permission. Do life on your terms. Oh, here's another great tip. It's okay to make mistakes with money. P.S. Like women are like, oh my gosh, if I like make a mistake, like you don't go to cooking school and afraid and become afraid of like burning things, right? Like that's like, you're going to burn or undercook things in the process. You don't be, go to become a world-class musician and think that you're never going to hit a sharp or a flat note. And what women entrepreneurs do to themselves, they drive themselves absolutely nuts because they think that they can never make a mistake with money. Money is a renewable resource. It deserves to be respected, but do not be afraid of underspending or overspending because it's just like learning how What's the right amount of food for you? You only know because you didn't eat enough or you ate too much. I love that. And I think you talk about that a lot in your chapter on like being so sure of yourself. I think that's part of the definition of being a queen, just like knowing what your rules are, knowing what your boundaries are, knowing what you will stand for and won't stand for. And there's no rule book, like you get to make your own rules up about that, right? I think what plays on a lot of women's mind when it when it comes to this in particular in business is comparison so 
a lot of women are comparing their chapter one to someone else's chapter 20. And again, you speak about this in your book. What what advice would you give to women who are in that predicament right now? I actually had a conversation last night with someone on our team and the specific scenario was, you know, Loz and I work in health and wellness. And so we coach a lot of women who are in the wellness space, like starting their own businesses. Some of them are well and truly years into it. There are a lot of women comparing themselves like, you know, she's so wholesome and I'm not a picture of health. And I don't know if I can do this. Like she's so pretty and I don't look like her. Like I'm just thinking, oh, you need to read Gina's book. (laughs) But what what would you say about this? Where does that come from? And, and how would you help a woman to move past that comparisonitis, so to speak? Mm-hmm. So I love that you said, you know, we're not meant to compare our chapter one to someone else's chapter 20. And we're not even meant to compare our chapter one to someone else's chapter one. You know, we each have our own calling, our own destiny, our own purpose. And especially all you health coaches out there know that like, you know, you're going to compare how one person lost weight or how another person healed their rosacea or another person, you know, transformed their IBS. You know, there's a lot of different ways to do it and everybody's body type is different. And so I find, I'm going to say something controversial here. So I'm going to really work at saying it in love, but it's coming through. Ha! I Fine, and I can say this because I can feel where it's connected to where, where I do it as well. Comparing ourselves to others is a really wimpy approach to life. And what I mean by that is if I'm focused on someone else's success, looks, however, doing life in general, then I'm not focused on me. And if I'm not focused, on me that I'm not focused on my own contribution and the mark that I'm meant to make and how I'm supposed to show up and shine my light in that moment. And so that's why I think it's really wimpy to just like sit there and go on Instagram and look at everybody else because you've just completely abandoned your own business, your own calling, your own purpose, your own uniqueness. And the more you focus on who you are and what you're meant for, then you can do the work that only you came here to do. Beautifully said. That was not said at all with any harshness. <laughs> it's your potency. Hey, like so many of us are deluding ourselves and that's essentially how you become a queen. It's And it is a journey. Some of us have got to go down for a little bit and unwrap some layers and work out who we are and who we aren't. But it's so true. You can tell when women have just stepped into that space because, yeah, they just – it's not – I don't know whose quote it is, but it's like you walk into a room or confidence is walking into a room and not thinking that you're better than anybody else, but it's walking into a room and never comparing yourself to anyone in the first place. And these women who are so sure of themselves, it's not like it's an arrogance thing. They're actually so humble and they appreciate and love women for their difference and their uniqueness. So it's so powerful. I wanted to talk a little bit also about um, you spoke about the difference between knowing or being a princess and being a queen. And I loved it. I was like, oh my God, I wish I could send this to so many people. And it's just also about like how you communicate, how you show up, how you just, yeah, know your worth, I suppose. For women who don't have that confidence yet, for women who like they, they see that future version of themselves, they know they have what it takes to create the abundance in their life and the success and the quote unquote balance, so to speak. 
and when I say balanced, I mean just being happy with if life's chaotic or life is slow, or like they're in their season, they see that, but they just, they feel like it's so out of reach. I'd love to talk a little bit more about that progression from princess to queen and just like those small decisions. I'd love to hear an example for you. Like what decision did you make one day where you were like, you know what, I'm going to stop being a princess here and I'm going to decide to be a queen because that's the you know the next level version of myself do you remember a time where you sort of transitioned into that oh lord which one and I'll even like look at myself today so we all do what we do for a reason and it doesn't make it right smart or healthy but it we are getting something out of it So if we are showing up like a princess, consciously or unconsciously, we're getting something out of it. We're getting attention. We're getting what we think is safety because we're playing small and nobody's going to like, you know, say bad things about us if we're not being too successful, you know, getting saved by someone else, whatever it is, we're getting something out of the princess mode. And Usually, if we have accepted that as a way of being, then it's because we think that we can't have better. And so what waking up to the power of queenhood really does is helping you understand that a solution always exists. You can be, do, and have anything you desire. And so from the perspective of queen, you're going to be going after the highest level of consciousness that you can reach. And you're going to know that even if you don't have the answers, even if it seems impossible, even if it, there's like no way that this could happen because the queen is connected to spirit, which is connected to the infinite possibilities, of course it can always happen because a miracle is always available. And so it's waking up to the ways because the unconscious is, is really a tricky thing. Like if you don't realize you're being a princess about something and you literally just think, well, that's just the way it is, then you're not going to challenge yourself to ask the better questions, to, to ask what else could take place? How else could this happen? You know, where else could the clients come from? Whatever it is that you're looking for. And part of the journey of queenhood is that it is a practice. Um, just like a physical workout is a practice and a spiritual practice is a practice. Like, you know, queenhood is a practice. And when you start to question one area of your life, it becomes more obvious to shine an area on another area of your life. And you're like, oh, wait, oh, I'm being a princess there too. And there too, and there too. And, um, you know, it's why they say how you do one thing is how you do everything. And then you can kind of raise that vibration and consciousness in all areas. Yeah, I really resonated with that. And I could see so many areas of my life where I have been acting like a princess. Like it was kind of like a good slap in the face. It was fantastic. So yeah, thank you for just being so real in the book. I think it's a wake up call that women are actually craving, if that's like even possible. It's kind of like, I feel like it's a guide on just how to turn into a butterfly from a caterpillar like literally that is like my vision of it because sometimes you just need like that that friend in your life or that person who can tell you like hey I've been here and this is the way forward and I feel like your book is just full of that it's yeah it's so beautiful thank you thank you well I've had many great mentors on my path I think that's another thing about queenhood too is that you know learn from those who've gone before you and it will go faster for you. And I 
always prayed for them, but I've always been sort of naturally blessed to attract just the perfect women and men, but mostly women in my life who showed me what queenhood is and showed me wisdom and showed me another way than some of the conditioning from my own family, you know, and how, where that showed up. So I'm glad the book struck you that way as well. Books are such powerful ways of getting mentors and Shannon and I have been pretty open and honest um, on this podcast the last 12 months or so for us. We've been in a really interesting space of business of like leaning a little bit more into our feminine ourselves. So it's been cool finding books kind of helping you in that business space because yeah, for the first four years of our business, we were very masculine and it did serve a purpose. It was like get stuff done, hustle, productive, no excuses. Um, So it's been a really beautiful 12 months softening and I think your book was a really good resource in mentoring and teaching women how to do that because it sounds really wishy-washy it's like how do you step into your feminine how do you have feminine leadership how do you trust your intuition in business and I'd love for you to speak into it because I think something that is a big piece of your book and it's something I know Shannon and I are pretty big advocates for is leaning into your intuition and spirituality and having some kind of faith I think is a is a big piece from the masculine to the feminine so have you always had faith? I know you talk about praying in the book. Was that something that you've kind of leaned into and explored as you grew in your business? Yeah, I grew I grew up in fundamentalist Christianity. So I always, one great thing about that is that you have a strong relationship with God right out of the gate. The problem with it for me was that when it came to the subject of, you're allowed to pray for any thing. It was my own interpretation. You can pray for anything except for money. So, and it showed in my life, like my life was really good except for money. And the only problem is that money's kind of attached to almost every area of your life. So then there's, there's that. And I just, I really thought it was unspiritual to want for more, to think about money, to talk about money. You know, the whole money is the root of all evil thing. And it's like money was just supposed to magically show up. But as a spiritual woman, I don't actually believe in magic. I do believe in miracles. And it was just an area that I unconsciously was shutting the divine out of my life. And when I came and I was so afraid that if I focused on money, that it would distort my own relationship with God. And what I found is that it actually drew me closer to God um, because it's about source, you know, God is source. And if source provides all things abundantly, health, resources, opportunity, love, power, etc., you know, then that's how you're going to actually draw closer to, to the divine. I love that Loz brought this up because I love the way that you talk about God in the book and God can be so many things to so many people. It could be, you know, your higher self it can be the divine it can be spirit it can be the universe it can be god god like i love how you have those little prayers like spread out throughout the book and you know spiritual guidance to me is everything and it includes your relationship with money and it was interesting and we we've so been taught to go for less versus more you know, because it, it's like almost like we feel bad or guilty for wanting more and asking for more. And I remember, uh, I'll share two stories on this I think will be applicable. One time I was working with a photographer 
and she was an incredible photographer and she couldn't get clients. She couldn't get clients. And I told her to raise her rate. And she's like, Gina, I can't even get clients at the rate that I'm at. How am I going to get clients at a higher rate? And I, and I was explaining to her, you are at a higher vibration and everything is energy. And you are at a mismatched vibration because you're charging this low rate and you've got this really, you know, excellent skill set. And she didn't believe me and couldn't get it. And then um, I said, fine. I said, you keep charging this rate until we'll just say it was May 1st. And come May 1st, then you have to double your rates. She's like, fine, just to get me off her back. And May 1st came, she didn't sell anything. And she's like, what am I supposed to do? I said, well, you, you're a woman and your word, double your rates. And within 24 hours, someone from another continent even called her from the internet, hadn't seen all the previous promotions and bought the package at the higher rate. And so she was like, this is nuts. And I said, no, this is actually how it works. Like we've got to be a vibrational match. And something that was going on, I remember another time I had a particular financial goal and it was, it was, they always feel big, right? Whenever you're at where you're at, but it felt like this one was really big. And I was sitting there calculating. I was like, okay, how can I get to this goal? And I was like, well, I could sell, I could sell this many packages at this price and I could sell this many at this price. And, and I knew enough about feminine energy and it's got to feel good to really be a vibrational match. And I was honest with myself and I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm clearly not a vibrational match with this because I haven't manifested this amount of money. And so I took a look and I was like, how does this feel? And it felt heavy. And we'll just say the package was doesn't matter, but $100. And I thought the amount of packages I would have to sell this $100 to meet my goal was just, oh. And then I thought, what if I changed the package? And what if I added something to it to make it worth $300? And then I would only need to sell like a fraction of the amount. And like my energy just swooped through me and it just became, I became so excited. And literally like once I got out of that like journaling session with myself, there was an email in the inbox and somebody was asking like, you know, how could they work with me? And then the next person came in and it, it just became this vibrational match, this vortex. So when you listen to spiritual guidance about anything, who you're going to hire, what package it's going to be, what you're going to call all of it, not to drive yourself nuts over it, but to like, it's really simple. Like, do you feel good? Do you feel relief? Do you feel excitement? Or do you feel fear or frustration or stress or heaviness? And learning to trust the good feelings will get you to where you desire to be. That was beautiful. And I think like such an incredible way to finish this podcast up because women need to hear stories like that to have that little bit of hope I feel they they just need to I think for me like when I hear stories of transformation whether it's in business or it's in finances or it's in anything in health and whatever you just need to hear a story for it to plant a seed of hope and faith within yourself that you've got what it takes as well so I just want to say we just love you so much and thank you so so much for being on our show we are just so grateful to have a little piece of your time and just for the work that you're doing you're just you're just a, a light you're you're helping so many women around the world 
Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait till I can actually get back to Australia. Won't that be a beautiful time and day? And I want to leave your listeners with a gift. I have a free companion course to the book. And so if anyone doesn't have it, you can go to divineliving.com forward slash audacity. You don't have to get the book to get into the free companion course, though I do recommend you get the book. It's an audio. I read it if you want to listen to my voice that way, or you can, um, you know, get get the hardcover book. Um, but the companion course has videos and workbooks, and it's just going to keep supporting you in your whole queen journey. It's completely free, so check it out, and I hope that it serves you well as you are becoming the best version of yourself. Thank you so much. We'll make sure we'll put all of those links in the show notes. Where can our listeners find you? Where can they follow you? Uh, what's the best platform to soak up your goodness? Yes. Well, when I'm in the mood, Instagram. <laughs> it is me. So if you don't see me there, I wasn't in the mood that day. But most of it is me. So you can like uh, take a screenshot of this podcast, tag us, DM me, let, let us know like what you're you know, big takeaways were from this. Um, so Instagram, you can find me at Gina DeV and the world of divine living is divineliving.com. Um, I have a bunch of virtual and in-person events coming up and uh, you can get on my mailing list there. So that's a good resource as well. Beautiful. Well, have a freaking awesome day. You've lit up my morning. What a great podcast to listen to first thing in the morning for us. Thank you, Gina. We appreciate you. And to be continued, Queens, lots of love. Absolutely. (laughs) Hey guys, Loz here. What an amazing episode. I hope you're feeling inspired after that conversation and it's empowered you to make some amazing changes and choices in your life. Don't forget to let us know if you loved this episode by giving us a five-star review. It really helps us know we're on track and serving you guys and also majorly supports our channel. And you may even be in the running to be the shout out of the week. Every week on our Instagram, we share one of our reviews with our network. So be sure to leave your Instagram handle or website in your review so we can share it with our amazing community. I have been so excited to share with you guys my book, Life Above Zero. It's a book based in psychology and science, specifically written for women who feel empowered yet unfulfilled and are seeking help to find their clarity and happiness. Women just like you who want to be empowered with the tools to master their mindset, to overcome self-sabotage and create a life, business or career they love in alignment with their values and inner truth. I wanted to save you tens of thousands of dollars, years of your time, energy, and heartbreak, studying psychology, getting a degree, attending personal development weekends and seminars, and hours scrolling online looking for the right person to help. So here it is. I have condensed everything I've learned personally and professionally from working with people, their psychology, and their mindset over the last decade and have put it into a beautiful book you can enjoy and make your way through at your own pace. I share personal stories throughout so you can find comfort in knowing you're not broken, crazy or alone in what you're going through. I cry and laugh with you and you know you can always rely on me for that tough bozzy love in there too. If you're not a big reader and would rather have me read it to you on your morning walk or the daily commute to work or whilst you're sipping on that wine making dinner, then don't worry, you can also get my book on Audible. If you click on the link in the show notes, you'll be able to grab yourself a copy 
And if you head over to my website, www.lifeabovezero.com.au and sign up to my newsletter, you can even have the first chapter sent to you for free while you wait for your copy to arrive in the mail. Make sure you tag me in yours when it arrives. I love seeing it in your hands and hearing what you guys are taking from it. Don't forget to head over to the show notes for you to check out any links, books, or references we mentioned in this episode and our cheat sheets. Before we go, we just wanted to say a big thank you for being here, for committing to being the best version of you, and for showing up for you today. You are freaking amazing. Now, if you think there is someone in your life that could really benefit from this episode, while you're feeling super inspired, please hit the share button and send them this episode. Share it with them right now. The reason we're asking you to share the love is because you get what you give. And the more you give and inspire, the more you get in return. Head over to www.babestalkingbusiness.com to check out all our other podcasts. Sending you guys so much love and we'll see you soon.